Welcome to episode 446 of Salcedo Paranormal, and tonight I am sharing true paranormal stories from the web. As always, you can find all episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page, and that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions, or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening. Whether you are here on the pod, uh, live podcast recording stream, or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds, or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting, There you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. And uh, I want to thank, as always, Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, and Liam Martin, also known as Rohan, host of the Exiled Minds podcast, for producing the shows and putting them up on the station. And if you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others and rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. Also, I've written some paranormal fiction and nonfiction books you can check out over on Amazon. And I have a uh, um, Patreon page that you can check out as well. And uh, there I will be releasing one episode um, of True Paranormal Stories from the Web every month. And... uh, that will be available to anyone who signs up for any of the uh, the tiers on there, membership tiers in there. And um, there are four four tiers, $1, $5, $10, and $20. And uh, all help is appreciated but never expected. But there are um, uh, expenses for doing the show. Also, I forgot to mention, I have um, the links for one-time, one-time donations to PayPal and Venmo. But, um, yeah, so as I was saying, there are expenses in doing the show in terms of equipment and research materials, and then also travel expenses. I will be going to the Mid-Michigan Paracon this year, November 4th and 5th, over at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And that's uh, Saturday and Sunday. And i um, going to uh, record my experiences as much as, much as possible there, uh, just audio. And then I will do a show or two about that whole weekend once I get back. So I think that covers everything. So let me get on to the stories here. And again, thank you all for listening. Getting to the stories. This first one says, I was up late between 1 and 2 a.m. Taking a break from schoolwork. I went outside and sat on my back steps to smoke. The neighborhood was dark, with only four houses and two street lamps. It was somewhat of a backwoods area. While sitting there, I noticed a large, human-like figure moving in the darkness. Comparing it to my own petite stature, I estimate the figure to have been between six and seven feet tall, and thin, 
The figure had a waddling movement and was visible under one of the nearby street lamps as a dark silhouette. I don't know what it was, and I'm trying to figure it out. Was it something paranormal? Or a misidentification of something natural? So that's the first story uh, for the night. And um, I don't know what they saw. It sounds almost like a shadow figure. Some shadow figures have been known to still exist, even when under lights. Um, which kind of may imply that they're not necessarily made of shadow. They just appear that way, I think, in, in at least in some cases. Um, but it is odd that they were, it was sort of a tall, thin figure. And it didn't move like a regular person, it seems like. So I don't blame the writer for thinking that it was something other than just a regular person um, over there that they saw. So as for what it was, of course, I have no idea. But uh, it's odd, odd how many stories you hear and you find online and, and you hear on shows about people that have experiences when they go outside to smoke because they're outside and maybe they're outside at night and then they see things or hear things speaking of hearing things sorry about the airplane if you're hearing it but um and you hear that over and over again especially with ufo stories but not always just that again obviously you have this story as well and similar stories so um that is something that comes up as well um, it's either they're smoking or they're taking their dog outside or for a walk at night. A lot of, a lot of those cases, um, when people are out at night, that's what they're doing. Um, not every case though, obviously. But, um, anyway, moving on to the next story here. This one says, I worked at a skating rink for five years in various positions, including skate monitor, cashier, and hockey coach. My shifts ranged from early morning to late at night, sometimes working maintenance. The rink had a reputation for being haunted. <coughs> Excuse me. One famous story involved a Zamboni driver named B, and just a letter there, who saw a little girl on the ice who then disappeared. There have been other strange occurrences during the five years I've worked there, such as seeing shadows, hearing voices, calling my name when I was alone in the building, and feeling uneasy during maintenance work. The scariest experience was in the basement, printing jerseys. This area was known as the dungeon. The basement had outdated and creepy features, including tunnels. A witch doll had been placed on the wall in the basement. No one ever owned up to putting it there. One night, the lights went out while I was printing jerseys. I then heard a little child's whisper and laughter, 
coming from the room I was in. I quickly ran out of the basement and cried upon seeing co-workers. Thankfully, I moved on to another job a few years ago. So that's the end of that story. It sounds like an active location. Um, and for more than just the writer there, so... That always, to me, indicates there's something going on there. Um, as to what it is, I don't know, but... Uh, the um, the way the lights are turned off and then the laughter sounds like a little kid playing a joke, which may have just been meant as a joke or as a um, to be funny, but if the person is not aware that of the entity that's there, and if it's a little kid, if they don't know that it's a little kid, then obviously it would be very frightening. So I don't blame them for running out of that room when they happened. Um, but it sounds like sort of this, this uh, possible, at least appearing to be, and I, I do think in, in some cases it really is just spirits of children, for whatever reason, they're in locations, and, uh, and um, n- not always necessarily because they're stuck. You hear that in a lot of horror movies or different things, or, of course, the other idea, which is that they're always, always, and, of course, that's the thing, always just evil entities trying to trick people, and I don't think that's all the case either in every um, instance. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know what's going on there, but it sounds like it was an active location. And if you think about that, I think I mentioned this in another episode about where there was a story about a rink. If it's all ice, then that's a lot of water. Plus you have electronics all around, and um, so that's a lot of energy, possible energy that's uh, in a location. So, but, um, interesting story there. So, moving on to the next one. Uh, Yeah, the the thing with kids, I mean, obviously it's sad if they've passed as a child, but then once they're a spirit, who knows where where they, I mean, there may be a place that they know that they just really enjoy. And again, as I always say, and the same for adults, when you have apparitions in locations that may not be that they're stuck there. It may be more of a case where they just love a place a lot, and um, they uh, so they choose to stay there. So, I don't know what is up with my voice tonight, but I'll get through it. Um, moving on to this next story in one moment here. Just going to get some water. Okay, let's get uh, back to these stories here. Hasn't really helped much, but I'll get through it, like I said. Um, Going on to the next story here. This one says... Oh, there we go. Okay, I found it. This one says, This happened a long time ago, late in the day, around 3 p.m. I was preparing to watch a movie and close the curtains to block out the light coming through the glass front door. The curtain was thin, allowing some brightness from outside. I'm sorry, from a lit room to pass through. I don't know if they mean outside or what, but anyway. says, I went to the kitchen to get something to eat. I got back to the living room and laid down, (coughs) excuse me, 
on the sofa, checking the time as I settled in. I suddenly noticed the shadow of a kneeling person in front of me. The sight terrified me. The person appeared to be young and around 1.6 meters in height. Uh, frightened, I immediately ran back to the kitchen. I told a friend about the sighting, unsure whether it was a ghost or something else. And that's where that story ends. Again, it sounds almost like a child-sized apparition. Shadow figure, even. Um, I don't know what that was. I'm guessing it was gone when the person, when the writer got back to that room later on. So, I always wonder in cases like that where um, these figures are seen to be, like, crouching or... I wonder if sometimes they uh, don't realize they're going to encounter anyone. Again, that whole idea of maybe in every paranormal encounter there's two ghosts. And not that it's actual spirits, but there's two consciousnesses, there's two entities there that are seeing each other. And they might be both startled to see each other in a location. And that's that might be why, in this case, the writer was seeing this crouching figure. This uh, Whoever this was was startled by their appearance, by the writer's appearance, and was crouching and trying to hide. So, it's always something to consider. And, um, but, I don't know what that was, but uh, it sounds like it was in the middle of the day. So it sounds like, a, a, again, something similar. That's odd, I just realized that. Possibly. This um, shadow figure, possibly child. Um, but, uh, yeah, odd story there. Again, I wonder, it doesn't say that they they ran any other experiences in that location, so hopefully that's the case. That would be good. Maybe it was just someone passing through. Again, who knows how things look to other beings and other levels of reality. I always go back to when I think about that. I think of the older couple that I heard just passing through my apartment like it wasn't even there years ago, and uh, no footsteps, but I heard the voices, and it was as if they didn't even know they were walking through someone's apartment, so I don't know why that can't be the case in other experiences as well, but um, getting back to the stories here, let's see, okay, this next one says... Uh, I was driving through a dark area near a river, surrounded by woods, one night at around 10 p.m. As I was nearing town, something ran across the road in front of the car. It was extremely fast. I hesitated, excuse me, I hesitated to say anything to my spouse, who was in the passenger seat. Due to the disbelief in the paranormal that they had. But I couldn't help it, and so I mentioned it to them. After all, they confirmed that they had seen the same thing. It was a tall and thin figure resembling a stick or a tree branch with arms and legs. We were deeply disturbed by the sighting. 
I had never encountered or heard of anything like this before. I searched online and discovered similar sightings. Unlike previous experiences with ghosts, this sighting was unique and unfamiliar. This entity was incredibly fast, and it appeared to be around 10 feet tall, maybe even more than that. We saw it for a brief moment in the car's headlights, taking two steps with swinging arms. I am always skeptical of the paranormal, and I am still convinced that we truly, I'm sorry, but I am still convinced that we truly witnessed something anomalous. And that's where that story ends, and I would say they did. Um, I wonder if they mean now, they didn't really say, I wonder if they mean it looked like a tree branch, as in the color and the texture of a tree branch, <clears throat> or um, if it was just this stick figure of darkness, of like a black stick figure, almost like uh, a moving mass of ink, like you would see on a paper, but in the world, out there in the world, in front of the people that saw this. Um, I've never heard of a tree or a stick, actual like branch stick figure before. But I wonder, now that I'm thinking about it, if when people have sightings of the more vague or the more drawing-like figures, stick figures, the ones that look more like ink, if I wonder if they're, if they're the same thing or different things. Um, but that is odd, and that's really tall. Ten feet is really tall. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's like Bigfoot size, in a way. But uh, I don't know what that could be, if that's some kind of a nature spirit, nature entity. Um, over this last few years, I've been wondering about sort of... Um, all the different uh, ways that technology is being developed and uh, artificial intelligence, if somehow there couldn't be maybe energy fields that were created in a digital space that somehow escape. Uh, again, even if you go back to that idea of like a matrix kind of a, a simulation kind of world or universe, then... Couldn't there be stick figures? And again, I don't really know if I believe that, but just listing off possibilities. Um, because these stick figures are so odd. I've heard of the ones that are black. I've heard of others that are made of white and black segments. Um, and so I really wonder with this one if it was, if it was the texture and, and color of, of a tree. Then again, that leads me to thinking maybe some kind of a nature consciousness. Um, I don't know. And I'm, I don't like saying I'm so much. It's just I'm trying to think here. And I don't know with that one. That's, um, that's amazing, that experience. I don't blame the writer for being startled by that. They were near the woods. So that's a amazing thought. If it looked like a tree, like a skinny, narrow tree, 
how often are there these different things that uh, people see movement, but they can't they can't trace it? Or again, going back to even sort of like a, a sighting of uh, cryptids. If we we've all heard, I'm sure, of stories of different entities changing their shape and appearance, then why can't some maybe change themselves to look like a tree? There have been stories of um, of different cryptids of Bigfoot and similar things vanishing, completely vanishing behind trees. What if they just change their appearance to another tree? And uh, the, the person having the experience has no idea. That's really an amazing thought. You could have entire forests full of these stick figures. And uh, people might not even notice. But um, amazing story there. That one really got my mind going as far as just all the different possibilities. And again, if, if it's just... Um, Sort of, it could even be more of a... Hmm, I just thought of this. If you think of all the times people have drawn stick figures throughout the ages, <clears throat> what if it's sort of a tulpa or a thought form of that stick figure, of that sort of basic um, idea of a, a form or a shape? Uh, yeah. That's a good good thought as well. Um, PDG in the chat says, I wonder if a rake or a slender man might look like a tree in the dark. Maybe, yeah. Um, I would think if it was also in the dark. <coughs> Excuse me. If it was in the dark, then maybe they were, the writer was comparing it to a tree or a branch. Something that looked like a tree or a branch. But they really didn't see. It didn't have... Um, uh, the appearance or the texture of a, of a tree. Maybe it's just that was the first thing that came to mind. Again, the, those kinds of... There are stories in, in, um, in fiction, fiction and fantasy and mythology about trees that move. That's odd in a way also. A little bit of a synchronicity with um, a good, uh, another great show that I already mentioned, uh, Trouble Minds Radio. That's, that sort of came up in a part of the show last night. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, again, and there was a story I had a while back, and I don't it wasn't the, like a moving tree, but um, these two people, these two friends were walking through the forest, and one of them was really sensitive. And somehow through that connection and or through whatever else was going on, they were able to both see energy flowing up from the ground over a tree and up into the air. And um, I wonder about that if there's I don't know, maybe that wasn't a regular tree that they were looking at in that case. Um, this may be something I have to look into. But uh, but yeah, a rake or a, a, I mean, those kinds of things they are known as being now I've heard of um, different types of Slenderman or Shadow figures having sort of this, this shifting shape with like tentacle type things or extensions coming out of them. But maybe that's when it's really focused on getting someone's attention 
if it wasn't doing that at the time, maybe that's how it would look. It's just a, a stick figure. But, uh, I don't know. But anyway, that's basically all the time we have for today. Thank you all for listening. And I will talk to you all on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.